nine and a half years ago, I was the fifth staff member. We had a, two secretaries, a custodian, and assistant pastor, and I was number five. Church was in debt. We were, we were taking from our savings just to meet our monthly bills. Uh, there are lots of struggles going on, and here we are, nine years later, 57 employees, 13 of those being West Coast Baptist College graduates, and uh, we had 1,207 uh, uh, on Sunday, and we praise the Lord uh, for, uh, and I mean this, literally, I praise the Lord for West Coast Baptist College, Amen. and here's why. Um, we cast the vision for our staff of what we're going to do. Uh, all the details, and it was the West Coast Baptist College student graduates who made that vision become a reality. All of them have different and various leadership roles in our ministry, and as a result of that, they, uh, they performed their duties and, and helped make Pastor Armstrong's vision a reality. We need more graduates in Arizona. And let me just share... Uh, we, over the next three years, we're starting three satellite churches out of our, our church. Uh, our city of Tucson is one million people. And uh, sometimes you hear these statistics uh, about what's going on in the United States, about how many people are getting out of ministry, how many churches are closing. Well, I can tell you in Tucson, we've had five Baptist churches close their doors in the last 12 months. Five. We don't need Baptist churches closing the doors. We need more churches to help reach our city of one million people. So over the next three years, we start our first satellite church this fall. And, uh, and over the next three years, three more churches within the geographic area uh, of Tucson. We need, we need couples that will be willing to come, work in our ministry, and uh, pastor these churches on the weekend. And, uh, and, and this is where we'll be looking for uh, people to come alongside. Uh, our Christian school is growing. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities in Arizona, and uh, we, we need you to consider. Sometimes we can get perhaps discouraged, wondering, uh, what am I supposed to do? Where am I going to go? And uh, there are opportunities, and I just encourage you to listen to these pastors that come in and present opportunities for you. I'd like to take just a moment, and, and uh, 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 Dr. Getch gave permission just to share a, a couple of testimonies, and I realized the time. And so I'm going to break every homiletic rule about preaching. I'm just going to give you a thought today, if that's okay. Uh, we'll get to that in Psalm 3 in just a moment. Uh, but let me give you a testimony uh, before we get into a, a, a thought this morning. Um, first of all, uh, I'd like to uh, thank you for so many of you saw Nando on the campus uh, just a couple weeks ago as he uh, came through. This is the young man whose dad killed his wife, his mom, and tried to kill Nando. I have um, been in ministry 26 years. There are people that I dearly love. There are people I like and there's people I don't like. I would not wish what we've, our ministry has gone through over the last two months on anyone that I did not like. It has been, uh, it's been a very difficult, trying time that still goes on to even this very minute with, with different situations that uh, we have in our ministry. Uh, Nando's dad, who's now in jail, uh, led singing, was a deacon in our church. We have no idea. Even at this very moment as I stand before you, no idea what would provoke him to do such an evil act. Uh, it was... Very difficult, uh, conducting, overseeing a funeral of two people that were dearly loved in our church. Nando, his name 
Hernando, but Nando uh, is still in his senior year of high school. He no longer has a home. The home's been turned back to the bank. He has two grandparents. They leave Saturday to return to New Jersey. Nando is uh, uh, trying to figure out where Nando is going to live. His grandparents gave him several options, four options at least. And uh, Nando uh, announced to his grandparents last week that he wanted to come and live with Pastor Mrs. Armstrong. And um, uh, that option was like way down the list. He could live with his youth pastor. He could live in, with the Spanish family. He could live with someone that was his age. And uh, I, I hadn't even spoken to Nando about this, but he said he wants to come and live with us. So Friday, Nando is coming to live with us to complete his senior year of high school. But I'd like to ask you, would you please pray for Nando? I, I don't know of anyone that said, I've never met anyone that's quite in his situation. His mom was killed, his 15-year-old sister was killed, and his dad tried to kill him. And he's trying to pick up the pieces and put all of it together, but he announced just last week he doesn't believe that, there's, he doesn't, he doesn't believe that there really is a God. I, I, can't, I, I can't throw rocks and criticize him. I think I have to love him. Everything that that young man knows has been taken away from him. And apart from God and the Holy Spirit doing a work in Nanda's life, um, it's going to be a difficult transition for him. So I, I just like to selfishly ask if maybe your personal prayer time, you just pray for great wisdom for all the people that are involved in Nanda's life, that we can just show him the love of Christ and that, that, that we love the Lord and the Lord loves him and that he may see Jesus through our lives, that he may see Jesus with some skin on uh, through our lives when Virtually everything has been taken away from him. So I, I selfishly ask for that prayer request, and I thank you so much. I really do love West Coast Baptist College, and I'm so thankful for Pastor Chapel and the friendship with so many of the teachers and those who are in leadership roles here. Uh, I love this, this place. Now, I know that about this time of the year, you don't love it. I'm just here for a couple of days. It's easy for me to come in and out. Uh, you're tired. You're ready to go home. Amen. You're ready to get out of here. You're, you're past your, your midterms. That's great. Uh, oftentimes we can become discouraged even as seniors trying to figure out, I'm not quite sure, not 100% sure, what I'm going to do when I graduate. Maybe you're facing this summer in just a couple months and you're not sure what's going to happen over the summer. It's so easy for us to be discouraged. I see in Psalm 3, David was discouraged. Look with me there, the first couple of verses of Psalm 3. Lord... How are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many be there which say of my soul, there is no help from him in God. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of mine hand. <clears throat> David is a remarkable man. Uh, the things that David went through, the blessings and the trials, the discouragement, the sin. Really, we often can identify with David because of he was up and down, up and down. With this particular time, David, he is discouraged. We see here, he was, in verse 1, he had increased enemies. Uh, there were a lot of people that just troubled him. And verse number 1, there were multiplied troubles all around him. Uh, there were people that were uh, uh, giving him difficulty. And verse 2, there was abundant criticism. There was a lot of things going on. There was just waves of discouragement. I think that often happens in our own life. I, I tell you, uh, 
the, the story of the Enriquez family, it just, it's a, it really set our ministry back for a couple months. It just says it's been a difficult time. So just when you think that you're just about getting through and navigating those troubled waters, there's another wave of discouragement. I, uh, I am so grateful for that testimony this morning from Brother Mitchell. By the way, he's making West Coast Baptist College proud in what he's doing there in Arizona. I appreciate him so much and that tender spirit, excellent challenge uh, from the Word of God. Uh, di- talking about discouragement. Well, we, we, uh, uh, I had the opportunity to go visit my son and daughter-in-law, and, and there's this big new thing going on now called gender reveals. And I mean, um, you know, my mom and dad didn't even care to find out if I was a boy or a girl until I was born. So I mean, uh, but today it's a big thing, gender. I mean, they have parties. And so our son and daughter-in-law said, Mom, Dad, can you fly over to Texas and, um, and, and, can, and we're going to have a gender reveal for our second grandchild. And, uh, and of course, we were all over that, said, sure, we'll fly over on Friday. I am mean, over Thursday and come back on Saturday. We'd love to do that. And so uh, we flew over Thursday. Friday morning comes. Uh, Jonathan, uh, he, he calls and said, Dad, I got some bad news. Um, we were broken into as a church. And uh, on, on Thursday night, early Friday morning, just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, they absolutely wiped us out. They, uh, I, they got into our live stream studio and uh, they, in our lobbies, they r- literally ripped the televisions out of off the wall, 48-inch uh, uh, televisions. They ripped the Cat 5 cable out of the wall. This did uh, thousands and thousands of dollars of damage. And and um, and uh, I said, okay, I'll be right back. So I rearranged my schedule and came right back to the ministry. And and uh, so. Uh, the police hadn't shown up, and I, uh, that happened Friday morning when we discovered it. I got back uh, Friday night after rearrange. I missed the gender reveal. I'm still trying to figure out what if I'm having a boy or girl. But um, uh, um, <clears throat> we uh, uh, we came back, and and uh, the police didn't come Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday morning. The police still hadn't come to, to, by Tuesday morning to, to uh, do their investigation. And so it became a big thing in Tucson. And so the news got a hold of it. So we had news people camped out in our church. And this is not the kind of attention we, we need. Easter Sunday's coming next Sunday. And, uh, and uh, then, um, um, we, then we still have to scramble to put all this back together. We have around 1,200 people every week that watch our live stream. And, and so... There was a lot of discouragement. There was a lot of angst. Uh, went on the uh, local radio station. They invited me to be a guest. And so I was on the local radio station in Tucson. And uh, a lot of people uh, listened to the broadcast. And, um, and you never know why these things happen. And there could just be waves of discouragement. Murder. Theft. Staff issues. Staff problems. There could be discouragement. David had discouragement. Literally, his, uh, his enemies were uh, discouraging him. There was criticism and there was just multiplied troubles. We can either have a pity party or we can rise up and say, Lord, I know you're still in control. Do something through this trial. So we went on the, we went on the radio and it was interesting. Uh, the whole, the, uh, we, we do have a, uh, a police issue in Tucson with very, very slow response times, you know, five days before you show up after a major crime. Um, uh, uh, so, so we have some police issues in our town. It's a very liberal town, um, uh, unlike Phoenix, which uh, uh, is uh, definitely a lot more conservative than Tucson. 
Well, it was interesting. I was on the, I was on the radio, and the next morning, as soon as we opened, there was a detective there. Well, uh, it's, we've already cleaned up. We've already moved on. We've already uh, uh, purchased the, uh, taken that step of faith, purchased that equipment, knowing that this is never going to be recovered. He said, well, you know, um, uh, there's a lot of bad press going on in, in, in Tucson, and we, I thought I'd better come over and see what's going on. <laughs> Sorry, buddy, we don't need you now. <laughs> it's, it, it's too late. Ways of discouragement. What are you discouraged about today? What is it that has you down? Finances, maybe a broken relationship, maybe things aren't going well with mom and dad or a grandparent, maybe there's a sibling problem, maybe you're struggling in a class and it just has you down. I'm so thankful we serve a great God. We don't understand, and maybe this side of eternity there'll be things that we do not understand. Um, But I do know this, is that on Sunday morning we had 29 people trust Christ. One of those, for our size ministry, uh, that was an amazing day. But uh, one of the ladies who filled out her card, she said, I I listened to Pastor Armstrong on the radio station talking about the break-in. And uh, come to find out, he he never expressed anger at the police, just that they haven't shown up. And he was more interested in inviting people to come to church than talking about the break-in. She said, so I thought I would come. And she trusted Christ. As a result. So I don't know if the reason that, uh, that we were broken in, had all that equipment wiped out was um, so that uh, so that one lady could get saved. But I'm OK with that. She'll be back next Sunday on the 22nd. She's planning to get baptized. So I, I praise the Lord. I'd like for us to do something just a, a little bit different. Is that, is that OK? Good, good, good. <laughs> we sing that song. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Right. It's a children's song. We sing it in children's church. But you know what? It's not really a children's song. It's a truth. We should count our blessings. We always talk about our problems, but rarely do we talk about our blessings. I'd like for us to spend three or four minutes right now in a groups of two or three. And I'd like for us to each one of us come up with a physical blessing, a spiritual blessing and some person that's a blessing in our life. Three things. I want us to share three things with the people that are seated around us. Groups of two or three. Let's literally practice the words of that song. Let's count our blessings. Um, Surely there's a physical blessing. God's blessed us in some physical way. There's a spiritual blessing. The Lord's working in our life. And there's a person that's a blessing. And so let's count them right now. Let's take three or four minutes and let's do that. Divide up groups and uh, two or three. And and let's, let's share our blessings right now. Isn't it good to hear blessings? Don't you physically feel better when you smile and you're able to talk about God? But so often, discouragement is like a cloud that hangs over us. Brother Mitchell took all my preaching time, but so let me just give you my outline here. <laughs> Chapter, actually, I told him it was okay. In Psalm 3, uh, there were five things that, di- that David, he had had to all of this discouragement and he was talking about his enemies and his troubles and his, those, his, those who criticized him. But, but God's amazing and God in verse number five provided rest and verse number five provided strength. Verse number six provided courage. 
And verse number seven provided victory. Verse number eight provided salvation. I just want to challenge you. When you are discouraged and you are down, read Psalm 3. You'll be encouraged. I end with an illustration. Humanly speaking, I flew back from Dallas and I was, I was discouraged. Not knowing all the damage that had been done in our ministry. Knowing that it just seems like in spite of the blessings, and oftentimes we get our eyes off of the blessings and we get our eyes on the trouble, that um, it, was, uh, um, it was just discouraging. Humanly speaking, I'm being honest with you, it was discouraging. <clears throat> we worked hard to get everything back up and running, and Easter Sunday comes, and the Lord gave us a, an amazing day. On Monday of this week, and here's what's amazing, Dr. Getch, about today, is that I had no idea that Pastor Mitchell would be here. I don't think he had any idea I'd be here. When on Monday, we had our preacher's fellowship. A lot of church planners at the preacher's fellowship Monday and Tuesday had the opportunity to speak. Brother Mitchell was there. We had a fellowship time after the preaching time, and we were in a, a little small church there, uh, uh, Sunrise Baptist Church. I believe there's a couple of West Coast students here from Sunrise, Pastor Stoppelbean. Uh, they did a wonderful job hosting. We're sitting in the, uh, there just having some nachos. And, uh, and uh, I, I was, there's a pastor there, Pastor Feaster, and he's been in the ministry 42 years. I just went over to thank him for uh, being a great example of not quitting. Across the table was Brother Mitchell. I sat down and Brother Mitchell said, um, Pastor, uh, our church heard about what happened at your church. We wanted to do something for you. I was stunned. I was like, what? Wait, say, what did you just say? Yeah, our church heard about the break-in. Now, how many did he have on Easter Sunday? 51. Is that what I heard? He had 51. And they passed the offering plate, and the people didn't even know what the offering plate was for. And he, and he had an envelope. And he slid it across the table and... I said, well, thank you. Thank you so much. That's so kind of you. And I, and I meant that. And it was, uh, I, I, I knew that they had been in existence seven weeks. I went home, perhaps to my shame. I thought, check here, probably $25, a new church planner. Seven weeks young. This church wrote a check for $800 to help us. I wept like a baby. I realized how great our God is even when there are waves of discouragement. That $800, I don't know if that check will ever get cashed because it's going to stay right there on my computer. <laughs> As a visible reminder of God's encouragement to me. I had already planned to share this illustration before he was ever, I ever knew he was going to be here. God uses things to encourage us from unexpected sources and God will do the same thing to you. 
I don't know why you're discouraged or down, but God used a West Coast Baptist College graduate who believed that he's supposed to go out and start a church in Phoenix, Arizona. He took that step of faith. He's fully supported. God's blessing he and his wife and his family. And you even heard him say, there's times it's difficult being a pastor. There's times it's difficult being a church planner, but God does amazing things in how he encourages us. Get our eyes off of ourself. Get our eyes on him and let God do some great things in your life. I don't think we need to have a come forward invitation or anything like that. We've already been able to share our blessings, but I just want to publicly thank Pastor Mitchell for personally being an encouragement to me and my life this week and how God used you. And I stand before you rebuked, knowing that I was discouraged about some things going on in our ministry. By the way, don't compare numbers. Don't ever compare numbers. God's using him just as much as he's using those other students and staff members that work at Tucson Baptist Church. Um, it's not about numbers. It's about relationships. Remember that. It's not about numbers, it's about relationships. And, and Pastor Mitchell's building relationships with people that's going to forever change Tucson in that area. And eventually there's going to be some students that graduate from high school and come here and be students um, at, at school. Um, but whatever you're discouraged about, Read Psalm 3. Let God provide for you. Let God uh, heal those hurts that are in your heart. And then just sit back and then count those blessings. Don't forget to thank the Lord for the blessings. And I've already thanked the Lord numerous times. I had a meeting Tuesday afternoon with our staff. Our staff was wondering, what is wrong with you, Pastor? Because I just sat there with the envelope and I couldn't talk. I was just crying at how the Lord used Pastor Mitchell as a church planner to encourage uh, this pastor uh, of a, a larger church and um, uh, students, God has a plan for you. And for many of you, it could be staying right in the Southwest where there's countless small towns, cities of one million that do not have enough Baptist churches, churches that are looking for interns to come in and help so that you can help plant some other churches. Be available to God and let God use you in a great way. We'll be dismissed with my prayer unless there's other announcements. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this opportunity to share. Thank you for the tremendous challenge um, from Brother Mitchell about church planning. Father, may we count our blessings. May we name them one by one. Thank you uh, for this student body. Thank you for our teachers, the faculty, the staff, the leadership. Thank you for all who are involved. May this current generation that's seated right before me, Father, may they turn our country, even the world upside down. Would you use them in a great, powerful, and mighty way? Bless them this day in Jesus' name. Amen.